What does a worst case scenario look like for the Green Bay Packers in the NFL draft? And what about a best case? We dig in on today's show. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. And I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter. Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Go over there and see everything that they have to offer. They are your number one spot for all of your gambling needs this year. Baseball season about to get here. The NBA playoffs about to be here. Bet online where the game starts. I got this great question on Twitter about a worst case scenario. And I, I my initial reaction, and, and I'm going to broad stroke it first, and then we're going to get into some scenarios. My initial reaction was, there's no such thing. because. The Packers are in such a position with two first-round picks and two second-round picks that almost nothing that could happen would turn out in a bad way for them because they have four premium selections. And so this is the kind of draft where, okay, let's say the quarterbacks don't go. You know, it's a bad quarterback class. Let's say they don't go. And now you're pushing up position players. Now tackles are going, receivers are going, edge players are going, guys that the Packers might be interested in drafting. They're going. That is the scenario that you're guarding against, right? And I think receiver is is the one that everyone's going, okay, make sure that these guys are not going off the board before 22, 28, et cetera. Now, the, the good news for Green Bay is I think the consensus around some of these players is off. I think Christian Watson, as a top 40 player, I have no problem with him going late first. So if he's the best receiver that you can get and and there's not another quality player there, I have no problem with Green Bay given what someone like Christian Watson could do for this offense. I have no problem with them, quote unquote, reaching for that guy. There are edge players who could come in and contribute right away, play 30%, 40% of snaps, and eventually in one year, two years, three years, you you Preston Smith, you know, transitions to a secondary role if he stays on the team or you move on from him given the way that his contract is structured and you have your edge two. Even if he's just an edge three in year one or year two, that is a really valuable player. Maybe they select a Travis Jones Someone who I think is going way too low in mocks. I think he's going to end up going much higher. I think the the fact that this is a weak interior defensive lineman draft means his stock is going to be pushed up. I would be surprised if he would not a top 50 pick. But as this exercise, I think, shows, this is, it's difficult for everyone to be gone. There's always going to be some 
appealing options. Now, whether they're appealing to Green Bay is going to be a separate question. And I think that is why when I was able to actually sit down, put together a mock, take the players and go, okay, what if they're left with only XYZ types? What if they're only left with XYZ positions? Then you start to go in and you go, okay, well, that that wouldn't be optimal. It wouldn't be the best. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about the best a little bit later. I wanted to start with the doomsday scenarios because that was the question that I got. And I will go as we get closer to the draft. Um, I will go through what I think a perfect draft looks like. We're not there yet. I still have a ton of tape to try and churn through over the next three, four weeks. Um, we are gonna be doing a live show in Dallas on the Locked On Podcast Network that I will be hosting. It won't be a Packer show, but it will be an NFL draft show. I hope that you will consider watching us or at the very least second screening us. That will be the best place to get my instant, instant reaction. And then after the first round is over, for example, we will go live um, and uh, we will we will react to what, what may be two first round picks. We'll see if it's actually two or if Green Bay trades one or if they trade and get another one. Who knows what could happen? A lot could happen between now and then as Matt LaFleur and Mark Murphy keep insisting to us that a lot can happen. So let's look at some scenarios. You go and and I, I pulled this up. This was the best available according to the draft networks board at 22. And remember, I did this intentionally. I used, I picked for everyone and I tried to stay as true to, okay, this is a realistic scenario. It fits a need or it fits a type or it fits a, a position or, or whatever it is. And it fits about where this player is going to go. I'm not reaching for crazy stuff to try and make this, you know, extra difficult for Green Bay. So if at 22, let's say the quarterbacks don't go. I don't think this is going to happen, but let's just say. That leaves Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett at the top of the draft. Trent McDuffie's a corner from Washington. Could be someone that Green Bay is interested in, but their secondary is in a really good spot. Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. He's got short arms, but he's athletic enough. A center. I just don't think after getting Josh Myers, you would consider that at 22, but maybe at, I don't love the positional value. I think that's part of the, the worst case scenario part of this year. Kenyon Green, not a Packers type. Don't think they would do that. Devin Lloyd is an off-ball linebacker. I, I don't see it in the first. Now, maybe on day three, you get a special teams kind of player, someone who you think can, can compete with Chris Barnes to be that secondary linebacker kind of player. That would make sense. In the first round, as good as Devin Lloyd is, as talented as he is, and I do think he's talented, I, I just don't know if that makes sense positional value-wise for Green Bay in a defense where you're probably not going to play two linebackers more than 30% of the time. At least that's how you would prefer to play. Now, if you think he can stay on the field, that is you know, something that I, I guess I would understand if you wanted to play that way, given that they don't have a third safety. I don't love it. Uh, Jahan Dotson is the best receiver on the board here. Now, not for me, not for my board, because Christian Watson and George Pickens were still on the board here. And so this is what I'm saying. I tried to do everything I can in, in my power to make this as difficult as possible for the Packers. And sitting there at 22 are two guys that I would take in the top 40, no Problem. Absolutely no problem with George Pickens. I think he's a late first. And I think Christian Watson is a late first, early second. So at 22, is it a is it a reach? Eh, kinda. Kinda. But not really. 
There's some other edge players here. David Ajabo, Boye Mafe, Arnold Ibicate, um, and and a bunch of linebackers. I don't I don't think the linebackers and some safeties. Daxon Hill, Lewis Seen, some guys that I think could actually be in play in the first round, depending on how this all shakes out. And so I, I picked Arnold Ibicate. Um the the pass rusher, I think part of this is positional value. If you want a pass rusher, you take him in the first round. Green Bay is going to need a pass rusher this year, and they're going to need a probably bona fide, you know, second guy next to Rashawn Gary in a year or two. Plus, it gives you a little bit of negotiation leverage with Rashawn Gary, so you're not having to pay top top of market if you don't want to. Gives you a little bit of insurance there. I think Green Bay will end up paying Rashawn Gary, but. That's something that you build in here. Again, if you want an edge, he's got to go in the first round. That would be my thought on this. Or you go day three developmental type. But you got to get him early. And so I think if this were the scenario and you could get Ebicady, Pickens, or Watson, Ojabo. You know, Ojabo, if if not for the, the injury, and it's a bad one, the torn Achilles, he'd probably be a top 15 pick, maybe a top 10 pick. And so if you think he's going to be, you know, up 30, you know, uh, 30% of snaps guy by December and probably not, he probably, he probably will not play. You're probably losing your rookie season. That's tough to go at 22, but maybe at 28, at 28, you stash him. That makes some sense. I think for me, um, so I, I like I said, I took Ebicady just in this mock scenario. And then just to make this more difficult, I took Pickens and Watson off the board at 28. So let's just say the receiver market goes crazy. Well, then I was able to grab Lewisine, the safety from Georgia. They need someone like Lewisine. So that's the thing. They need someone like both of these guys that I picked. They need a guy like that. They need a third safety. Adrian Amos might not be on this team. We talked about this last week, you guys. That that the safety is the secret needy position. And so they walk away with a guy at a need position, really. Someone who could come in right away and play snaps for them. Someone who's going to be a killer on special teams right away for them. And could be a long-term starter. Whether they, you know, gives them a little Darnell Savage insurance uh, it, it allows them to say, Adrian Amos, it was great. Thank you so much for your contributions. Uh, we'll see later. If if you're someone that that is in the long-term plans for the Packers. And he's really talented. He's a legit first-round talent. So that's great. In the second round, there just weren't any receivers worth taking at 53. So I got Quay Walker, the linebacker from Georgia. We got another Georgia player. He can run. Apparently, he is in the discussion for the first linebacker off the board, although I think that probably doesn't happen until the mid-20s anyway. So, look, he's really he's really talented. He could come in and, and be your second linebacker, maybe play 40% of snaps, core special teams player. Maybe you have some packages for him. I think as a blitzer, he could be really useful. You're making your team better. Now, this is all defense. That was sort of how I set this up. But your defense is going to be loaded. Loaded. 
And so, okay, maybe your receiver position is not great, but you can go on and you can get somebody. You can, uh, Julio Jones, we're going to talk about Julio at the end of the show. You can go out and get someone. Will Fuller. There are, there are veterans available who can go out and make your team better. And look, they're still, they're still your second, second round pick. They're still your third round pick. And you're, you're probably going to be a team that Aaron Rodgers has to elevate some receivers anyway. So if you're only allowing 15 points a game, 16 points a game, Aaron Rodgers can't score 20 points a game. Now they're probably not, that defense is not going to be that good, but let's say they, they allow 20 points a game. That's reasonable. 20 points. You, Rodgers can't get to 24 points a game, 23 points a game. With Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Big Bob Tunyon, and and insert third round draft pick here, Jalen Tolbert. Now I could have taken Jalen Tolbert with my second second round pick in this mock. I took Travis Jones just to create some chaos. But I, you know, Tolbert. Let's just say I think I think that is the biggest fear for a lot of Packer fans is someone like Jalen Tolbert is the best receiver Green Bay is in a position to draft or is just the the receiver Green Bay drafts. By the way, Jalen Tolbert's good. He's a good football player. Is he is he flashy? Is he special? No. He is he good? Is he a receiver one? No. Is he a good player? Yeah. He is. He's a good football player. And that's what you need. That's what you need. It's a good it's a good pick if the guy is a good football player. And that's a good football player. All right, we're going to talk about best case scenarios coming up right after this. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I'm bad at vitamins. I, I, I have an alarm on my phone to take them, and I actually still have the alarm even though I've been taking AG1. And I, I sort of smile every time my alarm goes off because I'm like, no, I already did that. I already did the good thing for my body. It's not just the vitamins, though. It is trying to get my stomach after two years in this morass. You know, the, your eating habits wane a little bit. Your drinking habits might uh, amplify a little bit. And your my stomach is not, it's not as great as I would like it to be. Not as healthy as I would like it to be. But AG1 helps with all of that. Whole force superfoods probiotics, adaptogens, and 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and a lot more to keep your body feeling its best. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals, artificial anything, while still tasting pretty good, I had to say. It's it's green, and it tastes, it tastes kind of like green, but in a good way, like a green juice. You've had a green juice. Come on, it's, it's 2022. You've had a green juice. And I, I, I would recommend it. And I have recommended it. I took it on vacation with me. This is becoming my go-to way to endorse something is I took it on vacation with me. I took it on vacation with me because I was feeling so good while I was taking it. And to make it easy for you to check it out, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. I took those on vacation with me. Did I tell you I took them on vacation with me? All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Bet Online, your number one sports source for all your betting needs and info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Master Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering info, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, so a ideal scenario. Now we're still, I don't want to say we're early in the process because we're not, but I think there's going to be movement here over the next couple of weeks. And like Drake London works out tomorrow. There's going to be a lot of eyes on that Drake London workout. If he runs four or five flat and jumps 40 inches and has a, a solid three cone, he might go top 10. And that's going to push other players down. It could push other receivers down. Drake London is certainly someone I have my eye on for Green Bay. I think he fits a lot of what they're looking for. And he is, when I look at best case scenarios, Drake London at 22 is my best case scenario. Because of all the guys that I think are alpha number ones, and there's four guys in this class that I think can be true alpha number ones, he is the guy I am most confident in because... I know the athletic ability is there. Now, I know that Traylon Burks didn't test as great as the athletic ability, but this is a guy who at 21.9, I think it was, miles per hour on the field, on the on the next-gen tracking. It would have been like the fourth or fifth fastest time in the NFL last year. It would have been tied for Tyreek Hill's fastest time in 2020. This guy can move. Now, is he a true deep threat? No. Is he ready to come in right away and, and fit in this offense? I think so, but I think Drake London is a better route runner right now. And I think the potential for him, I mean, he could he could be DeAndre Hopkins. That's what I think that you're looking at for the ceiling of Drake London, still only 20 years old. It's ideal. We're gonna talk about the trade scenarios in a second, but it, it is ideal. So let's say you get Drake London. Then what? Do you get a second receiver? Is that the ideal? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think what you can do is if you get someone like London or Burks early at 22, let's say, and I think either of them are worth the 22nd pick, you can wait and find your speed in the second or the third. You can get Khalil Shakur. You can get a George Pickens. You can get some of these Alec Pierce, these vertical threats who are mostly just vertical threats. You can get those guys a little bit later and you don't have to go at 28 and reach for a George Pickens or a Christian Watson because you have Drake London. And Drake London in this offense could be a star. I think in in any offense, but with Aaron Rodgers, with the ball placement, he could be a star. So then at 28, I think that's when it becomes worth the risk with someone like David Ajabo. Because like I said, top 10, top 15 type talent if he doesn't have the injury. And so you're saying, look, we can't use him this year anyway. Now he can't, he he actually can't give you the 30% of snaps that you probably need. You probably bring back Whitney Merciless, which you may or may not have wanted to do anyway. And in a year or two, you might have a superstar. That's why I love the value here. If you're going to take an edge, take them early. And then in the second round, you know, George Pickens falls to, to 53, let's say. I love that. 
to walk away from this draft with two of the guys that I think can be alpha number ones. And I do think Pickens could be a day two kind of player. And I wouldn't be surprised if he was in the first, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he's sitting there at 58, at 60, at 62, just because the injuries and the lack of productivity after his freshman season. I, I think the talent is there. Friend of the show, Jacob Morley, thinks he's the number one receiver in the class. Green Bay Packers draft guide, he's right at the top. You should go get that. You should, you should go order it now. Get all the info that you need for this draft stuff. And so if you can get George Pickens and Travis Jones on day two, Travis Jones was a worst case scenario guy, but like, I loved it. I loved it. Like, I, I don't I don't love that first draft just because you didn't get a receiver. But like, that's four really good players. This is this is four really good players, all of whom could be potential stars. And and when you're looking at, you know, ideal scenario drafts, that's what you're looking at. Now, how does this change if they're able to pull off a trade for one of these current stars like DK Metcalf? In a perfect world, you'd like it to be 28 the pick that you trade, you probably have to give up 22 just to be competitive because if DK Metcalf is in fact available via trade and and the reporting from Jeremy Fowler is despite the team publicly saying we're not trading him or don't intend to trade him, they they said they did not intend to trade Russell Wilson as well, uh, then for the right price, he could be had. Now, there's always a right price or almost always a right price. There's probably not a right price for Patrick Mahomes. A team probably could not give enough to, con- to convince the Chiefs to give up Patrick Mahomes, to convince the Bills to give up Josh Allen. There, there just isn't a price for the Chargers to give up Justin Herbert. There is no price. But for most players, there is. A first and a third, the, the almost Devontae Adams trade. I think that now you're getting into the realms where where you can make this work. You're still going to have to give them the contract. But that changes a lot about how you feel about this draft. Now, you probably still felt like, well, it'd be nice to get another receiver. And it would be. But now you don't have to prioritize it the same way. If you have DK Metcalf and Alan Lazar and Randall Cobb and Big Bob Tanya and Amari Rogers, receiver is still... It's still, you know, I would say in the top three of your your potential needs. But if there's an edge player that you really like at 28, let's say, you could grab him. You know, if you could get DK Metcalf at 22 and keep the rest of the draft that I had the same, Ajabo, Pickens, and Jones, home run. Absolute home run. If you just replace Drake London with DK Metcalf, Let's go. And, and and I think you could make the case that, you know, if you've got DK, that maybe you want a different kind of receiver, but you can never have too many big, tall, fast guys. You know, like George Pickens is 6'3", 195 and runs 4'4". He's a, he's a big play waiting to happen. He could, he could be your field stretcher day one while DK does the everythings for your offense. And then you still have... Alan Lazard, a.k.a. the goon. You still have Randall Cobb in the slot. You have Amari Rogers. You have Aaron Jones, who I think there's more there as a, as a split back. Someone who you, you can split out and let him work against linebackers and safeties. A.J. Dillon, I think there's more work you can you can get there. And then, you know, you, you have the flexibility to get one of these. This is a good middle rounds tight end class. 
round three, round four, round five. The Jelani Woods, the Jeremy Ruckerts, the Kate Ottens. There are some guys in the middle rounds that I think Green Bay is going to have plenty of interest in. And I think that they they make a lot of sense here. You, you bring in a pass catcher along with DK. That's that's probably enough. But if you get out another receiver plus a pass rusher and, a, and some defensive line depth, hey, now you're really in a good position to go compete for a Super Bowl. Green Bay is already, you know, if not the favorite, um, and they're they're probably not. They're probably in that second tier just behind the Rams and the Bucks. But those two teams got worse too. I think if the Packers traded for DK Metcalf, they become the favorite in the NFC certainly. And they're 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 trying to take a swing. So let's see if they're able to actually do it. Let's finish up here in just a little bit. Before we do, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. The protein puff flavors, they're unbelievable. It's protein-infused marshmallow. Did you hear what I said? Protein-infused marshmallow. The churro flavor is out of this world. I'm a big fan of the coconut marshmallow. And they're unlike any protein you've ever eaten because the puff with the chocolate. It makes them so smooth, so easy to chew. Whereas a lot of protein bars are just, they're so gristly and chalky and it's like its like chewing on concrete. This is not enjoyable for me. Well, Built Bar is different. And yet, they are low in calorie, high in fiber, high in protein, low in net carbs. Don't know how they do it. Don't know how they do it because the nutritional value is there and yet they taste like a candy bar. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. One quick note on the veteran receiver market, Devontae Parker traded over the weekend for basically nothing, a future third, which is really a fourth, but it was the fourth with a pick swap for the fifth. So the Patriots gave up very little to to get Devontae Parker. I think that tells us everything we need to know about how the Dolphins feel about Devontae Parker. I think it was a, a, a worthy swing by the Patriots. It does impact, I think, uh, the likely likelihood that the Patriots take a receiver, which is good for Green Bay. And there are still other guys out there. The Will Fullers, the Julio Joneses. Julio is, uh, according to reports, not looking for some sort of monster deal. He understands that he's not going to get some $10, $15 million per year deal this year. He apparently wants to play for a contender. And Ian Rappaport, unprompted, suggested the Packers as a potential landing spot played last year in Tennessee um, and, you know, running a a similar kind of offense, you know, it wasn't Arthur Smith or or Matt LaFleur's offense. Exactly. Todd Downing did not, did not, you know, run it in a faithful kind of way, but, but some similar concepts. And remember Julio Jones ran this offense with Kyle Shanahan and Matt LaFleur in Atlanta. So it's something that he is certainly plenty familiar with. Uh, and I, I still think that that is something that the Packers have on the back burner. Jason Hershorn uh, wrote for the Leap newsletter, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to, uh, last week that 
the Packers are showing patience on this veteran receiver thing and that that's the right way to go. I, I completely agree. It doesn't seem like these guys are flying off the shelves. There is no supply chain issues with these receivers. They're here and, and the demand is just not there right now. I think people really like this draft class. And I think once the draft class happens, there will be a, 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 a crush of teams trying to get them because they didn't get the receiver that they wanted. And I think, you know, the Packers are going to be on speed dial for these agents because if the Packers don't get their guy, or even if they do, you call the Green Bay first. Hey, what's the deal? Do you, need, do you need a vet? If not, we're going to move on. I think Green Bay has told these guys, hey, just be patient. And if you're patient with us, we will give you a fair shake later to catch passes from Aaron Rodgers and go compete for a Super Bowl. It's about as compelling a, a case as, as these guys are going to get. A lot more to come this week. We've got Trevor Sikama from Pro Football Focus, formerly of Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Uh, he's going to be on the show this week to talk draft, all things draft. I love doing shows based on questions from you guys. So send them to me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski or at the at the podcast at Locked on Packers. You could also send them uh, in an iTunes review, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And you could send them on the Locked on Packers fan hotline. Send me a text, leave me a voicemail, 920-341-3775. Stay Locked on Packers.